Welcome to The Hammer, where we hit the nail on the head with insights from the world of Canadian renovation and custom home contracting. Welcome to The Hammer. I'm your editor and host, Caitlin Secord. In this episode, we are joined by two members of Support Ontario Youth, Melanie Winter, their Interim Executive Director, and Leah Valcourt, Program Management Lead, to chat about their organization and its initiatives in supporting the future of construction labour. Without further ado, Melanie and Leah, tell us a bit more about yourselves. So thank you, Caitlin, so much for having us. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm Melanie. I'm the Executive Director for Support Ontario Youth. Um, personally, for myself, I spent a good portion of my career in uh, the manufacturing sector as a, a senior HR leader. And uh, a few years ago, uh, a few years ago, made the move uh, from that sector into Support Ontario Youth and was focused on the industrial sector and also the motive power sector. Um, and really for me, that came from obviously my experience, but also personally, my, my father is an automotive service technician. So you can kind of say the trades have always somewhat been in my blood. Um, and before we move on to, to getting Leah to introduce, I just wanted to clarify that while Support Ontario Youth may have youth in our title, and obviously that's a big portion of what we do in the sector that we support. Um, we do not stop ourselves from supporting anyone that wants to get into the trades. And in fact, we have little parties around the office when we are able to support a first year registered apprentice who might be second or third career. Um, so it's really important to us that we be able to support everyone that is looking to getting into the trades. Uh, but yes, our focus is predominantly on the youth. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, Leah, why don't you give us a brief introduction? Uh, sure, thanks. So my name is Leah. I'm the Program Management Lead at Support Ontario Youth. I've been with the organization for about two years. Um, much like Melanie, I do come from a family of trades. My dad was an industrial painter and welder. My brother's in horticulture. I have cousins and uncles that are uh, in automotive and uh, iron workers. And, and so it was uh, definitely an area I was familiar with growing up. Um, my background, I come from 10 years of uh, being a law clerk, working primarily in construction law labor law. So um, I did have that background as well coming into this, uh, as well as an HR management uh, certificate as well. Great. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Uh, the construction industry often relies on experienced workers to guide and train apprentices. Uh, what are some of the educational institutions and industry partners that Support Ontario Youth has built relationships with? And what sort of collaboration comes from these relationships to promote careers in construction and addressing skill gaps? Uh, yeah, I'll take that one. Uh, so we do surround ourselves with a circle of experts, so we can always uh, work together to support the industry um, as a whole. Some of the partners that we work with would include Skills Council of Canada, FedCap, literally, Literacy Links, uh, the Ontario Electrical League, Climate Care, uh, HRHI, just to name a few. Um, recently, we collaborated with Mohawk College and Workforce Planning Board Hamilton to create an apprenticeship toolkit that was approved by the ministry. It got published. So it's really um, a tool that uh, apprentices that are interested in learning more about how to get into the skill trades can apply to Mohawk College and they would be able to be provided this, uh, this toolkit. Um, we're asked a lot by different school boards and high schools to come in to present to their students and their educational staff. Uh, we attend a lot of career fairs to provide as much information as we can about the trades and apprenticeship, how to get started. 
Um, through a lot of these efforts, we can reach a wide range of interested students. We can talk to their parents about why this is a great career path for them. Uh, we can help teachers so they know how to best navigate the apprenticeship pathway and best support their students. Um, we've also partnered with colleges, talking to their students, um, other students that are participating in pre-apprenticeship programs. Uh, anything we can to help them better understand the apprenticeship pathway, you know, what employers are looking for, how to get started. Um, you know, knowing that in Ontario, there's over 144 skilled trades, uh, you know, some of the most popular, like electrical, that's the one that you're going to see on the shiny flyer. Um, everyone wants to sort of get into these really popular trades. And sometimes those trades end up being a bit oversaturated and it's a bit harder to get your foot in the door. So we really do encourage students, uh, candidates, anyone who's interested in getting into the trades to really explore and research all of the different trades that are out there. Some of the ways that we've helped as well, one of our, our collaboration efforts and partners is Fit First Technologies. Um, we have, uh, or they've created an online assessment um, that helps people interested in the trades based on their personality um, complete this online assessment uh, to see what some of their top trades might be. Um, and this will help us better to guide and align them with a trade that fits their personality. And it may be one that they haven't considered pursuing before. So just a couple ways that we we help. Yeah, it sounds like a very uh, well-rounded approach, you know, trying to trying to get everybody involved and everybody, you know, a little bit of a better yeah. understanding of uh, of what the trades really, really look like, rather than, like Absolutely. you said, those, those shining stars, uh, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah. So what inspired the creation of Support Ontario Youth and what motivated both of you personally to become involved in addressing youth-related issues in the region? So Soy was really born out of a need by a group of small to medium-sized contractors who really just felt that they didn't have the resources or the expertise to be able to navigate the apprenticeship pathway, not only as an employer, but also uh, as support for the apprentices that they were bringing on. And so uh, one of the things that we always tell employers when we're uh, encouraging them to be part of our group is you, you hire and train the apprentice and we'll take care of everything else. There's a lot of, uh, of administration that is required um, with an apprentice, both on the front end in terms of actually completing the paperwork for the application of apprenticeship, which results in the registered training agreement. Um, but even throughout the journey, there's a lot of administration back and forth uh, where an apprentice needs to be tracking their learning and going back to uh, in-class courses uh, of, throughout their apprenticeship journey. And, and we help manage all of that, both for the employer and the apprentice. So as a group sponsor, we are given the permission by the ministry to be able to register apprentices on behalf of employers. And then, as I said, we kind of become that middle person who helps guide and mentor um, an apprentice and supports the employer throughout that whole journey so that the apprentice is getting everything that they need to be able to go from start to finish all the way through to completion of their apprenticeship as well as preparing them to write their C of Q. Yeah, and I'm sure as a business owner, it's it's great to have a resource like that. Uh, you know, working through some of that red tape can be a little tricky sometimes. So having an expert on board, I'm sure is is helpful in those instances. Absolutely. Um, I'd love to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you go ahead. 
was like, did you need me to jump in on that? Cause I think Mel, I think Mel had that pretty covered. So. Okay, great. Perfect. Uh, we'll, we'll jump to the next question then. Um, I'd love to hear your opinion on the importance of diversity and inclusion in the construction workforce. How can efforts in this area contribute to a healthier labor market and improved industry status? I would say that diversity and inclusivity in the workplace is just universal. Um, employers providing a psychologically health and safe environment for workers should be just as important as them providing a, a physically safe job site. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there should be education around this with their all of their staff, especially if you have someone coming in there um, that is female or they identify um, in uh, as a visible minority. There should be so much uh, information provided out there to best support everyone that is on the job site. You know, if employers want to have a positive work environment and culture, it really does come from the top. Um, you know, all employers in a position of authority need to be working together to provide that healthy environment for their staff, taking leadership training. That's something SOI can also provide uh, to employers if they are interested, you know, having policies and procedures that are in place that all of the staff are aware of and everyone is abiding by that is really important. Having consequences for inappropriate behavior should be handled right off the bat to set an example. Um, but I also feel a lot of it is putting the human back in the job site. You know, people need to know that there's a circle of trust that they can approach their leaders um, for support, that accommodations are going to be provided. Um, that's just some of the ways I think that can be um, touched on on those job sites. I think one of the things that I keep hearing too is exactly like you said, sort of putting the human back into it and making it yeah. sort of a less of a maybe programmatic thing and more of a, of a natural sort of progression of things. You know, sometimes it just takes five minutes to step back and pull someone inside and go, Hey, you know, I've noticed maybe the last couple of days you've shown up late. Is everything okay? Mm -hmm. um, and really being able to, again, have that, that circle of trust where, you know, you're an approachable sort of leader or authority. So someone is comfortable coming to you and maybe um, saying, you know, what's going on and that they're going to be met with uh, a supportive response is really important. Yeah, I think everybody needs uh, needs an ally and that that, it go, that goes for sort of anybody, anybody in any sort of industry. Uh, Melanie, is there anything that you would like to add? Yeah, I, I just wanted to uh, just highlight how um, within SOY, how we go a little bit further in terms of our support for women in the trades. Mm -hmm. um, we we have a, a whole other section of our website that's that is dedicated to additional resources and supports uh, for women in the trades. Um, we have a female mentor on our staff who uh, we provide mentors to all of our apprentices so that they actually have kind of to what Leah's point was, like if you actually do are struggling with something at work, we don't get involved in the employee employer relationship. But if but the reality is, is that each of our apprentices is traveling through a pathway they've not been through before. So we provide a mentor, which is someone else that they can reach out to and talk to that went through their pathway. So again, for apprentices, for example, in, in 309A electrician, we have 309A journey persons that are on our staff that can provide additional supports and resources to those apprentices as they're going through. If they just need someone else to ask a question because they're shy, they've already asked maybe the their journey person on their work site two or three times and they don't want to ask again or really important is when they go back to school and they're in the in-class portion of their learning um, it's really hard then for them to have access to their journey person because their journey person is at work and they're supposed to be working all day we get that <laughs> 
But specifically with women, um, we we recognize that obviously their journey is it can look very different sometimes than their male counterparts. And so because of that, we do have female mentors that we have on staff. So if we have a uh, a female 309A electrician, uh, for example, um, she may have a, a male journey person that will help and support her, but she's also got a female mentor who can help guide her on sometimes navigating those differences in her journey and just the way things look a little bit different sometimes for female apprentices. And so it's really important to us that we provide that resource uh, again, because it might be the only way that they're getting a different perspective or the same perspective, to be honest, <laughs> because right. they're they're having that similar experience because again, because of the gender. And uh, so it's really important to us that we provide those additional supports. We, we try our best obviously to, to give everyone um, everything that they, that they need um, through their journey, but specifically for the women in the trades, we're really, really proud of the additional supports that we have for them. Yeah. That sounds like a, a great avenue for them to go to again. Cause even if, even if you just need somebody to, you know, speak to, to say, you know, this is happening to me, is this normal? Should this sort of be expected? Um, I, like, yeah, that, that allyship, again, I think is something that is probably very valuable. How, how should I have the conversation if I go to my boss about it, right? right. Like Exactly. It, it helps to provide some support and a safe place to have those conversations and kind of plan out how they're going to address those conversations. Exactly. So construction is one of the many sectors that Support Ontario Youth focuses on. How do you customize your approach to address the unique challenges and opportunities in different industries? So you're you're right. We are also in the motive power sector and in, in the industrial or manufacturing sector as well. And again, because we were born out of um, a need for small to medium size employers, we do address and or have a big portion of employers within our group that are small to medium size employers. Um, and so I would actually say that, you know, we've got several different challenges that we're kind of managing at, at all times in terms of the difference between a small employer and potentially a larger employer, because we do support some larger employers as well, especially in the industrial sector. Um, but predominantly, uh, again, most of our employer base is made up of those small to medium size employers. And across the motive power sector, um, sometimes more often than not, actually, you would see they're very, very similar to the construction sector. You've got a small employer, maybe themselves and, and one other journey person and potentially one apprentice that they are working with. Um, and they, they're very, they're going to look very similar to that small independent construction contractor who potentially is not only doing the work, you know, turning the tools, but mm -hmm. also trying to manage their business and potentially recruit and take care of answering phone calls to line up job for the next day. They obviously have a lot on their plate that they're trying to manage, which again is where uh, we come in and are able to support. So really what we say at Soy, to be honest, is, is we our approach is customized to each individual employer, not necessarily to each individual industry, because each individual employer really does have their own unique um, set of needs. And we want to try to be able to do the best we can to, to support them in every possible way that we can. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, given sort of the dynamic nature of the job market just, you know, across the field, um, how does support Ontario youth adapt to ensure its programs remain relevant to the evolving needs of the youth workforce? 
I would say if we're going to uh, specifically talk a bit about the youth coming into uh, the workforce now, um, I find that for us attending student events and presenting to students really starts a conversation. It keeps us current as well um, to understand and stay connected to the youth and what their needs are, you know, knowing that they're likely to communicate over text more than anything. We got a texting service at Soy, so we're able to reach all of our apprentices through more of a preferred way of communication. Um, we're also looking at different apps to help them track their apprenticeship, um, their hours, you know, their learning, uh, everything that they're learning, because they're likely more to use their cell phone and something on an app than they would to sit, you know, with an Excel sheet on their computer. Um, so we try our best to stay current with um, that youth coming into the workforce, especially if we are supporting them as apprentices. Um, on the employer side of things for us, you know, we support over 300 employee, uh, employers that are under our group sponsorship umbrella. Um, and so we're able to help them with their recruiting needs that also, uh, you know, we get to understand uh, what they need as an employer, what they're looking for an apprentice, um, maybe some of their hiring challenges. So that can help us better navigate the system as well. Um, but it also provides us context into the labor market, what's trending, how they can stay current, how they can stay competitive. So we're able to also share that information with our employers uh, to make sure that you know they, they are putting their best foot forward when they are looking to hire. Yeah, I think we talk a lot about accessibility um, and apps and you know, sort of making information and, and data that is necessary, easy to access, I feel like mm -hmm. kind of falls into that, that avenue as well. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's great. Um, can you share a success story or specific example of how your programs have positively impacted both individuals entering the workforce and businesses within the industry? Absolutely. Um, so one of the things we haven't touched on yet, Caitlin, is we also have uh, a, a team of a group of a, a team that actually runs events across the province, um, our boot camp events. And these are one day workshops where we actually bring a group of, we do them both out in the general public and also in uh, school boards. So we bring a group of people together, whether they are people that are looking to, again, look at um, the trades as potentially a second or third career, or again, in the school boards, if we're looking at youth to try to give them a flavor for, for what the trades would look like uh, if they chose that as their career path. And so it's a one day uh, workshop event where half the day is spent on tools, uh, learning some basic skill sets. And this may be the first time these people have ever actually been exposed to tools and, and working with them and working with their hands. And the other half of the day is focused on uh, giving them some context into how they might develop them the essential employability skills, we call them. So that's networking, developing your resume to be trade specific, um, also to give you some uh, ideas on how to market yourself and how to prepare for a behavioral-based interview. Um, so all of that goes into uh, one day. Uh, and they're, as I said, the tools in the trades boot camps that run across the province. So we had a candidate that came out to one of those events, um, was focused in the finance industry, had gone to uh, university and, and gone into down that path in finance. Um, but personally, his passion was really to be an electrician. Um, and so he came out to one of the events 
Um, and two or three months uh, later, he had in the meantime, sorry, he'd reached out to me and, and said, I went to a boot camp. I really want to get into the trades. How do I go about doing this? And this goes back to a little bit of what Leah touched on earlier. Like we're able to provide some resources and some feedback to candidates in terms of this is what the market looks like and this is what you need to do to prove that you've got what it takes to make it in that sector. Mm -hmm. um, and so we gave him some some feedback. We helped him with uh, update his resume. We told him, listen, you know, generally, if you're looking to get into the electrical trades, uh, an employer is going to want to see that you've worked on a construction site, potentially as a general laborer for about six months first. And so he went out there and he sought that opportunity to get that general labor experience. And then he kind of circled back to Leah and I, and he said, okay, I did this now what's next. And, and it was not a quick fix for him. And really, I think that's one of the messages that needs to get out there to some of the youth of today is that um, this pathway, it, it may take a while, but you can get yeah. there. You just need to be determined. Um, and so he he went out there and found another employer that was willing to take him on uh, as a first-year apprentice in, in the 309A construction electrician trade um, and actually convinced his employer uh, that his employer needed to be part of Soy so that we could help manage both the employer relationship and himself because he saw the value in what we were able to provide him when he was looking for that opportunity. Um, and uh, and as I say, the, well, as they say, the rest is just history. So yeah. uh, it was a really great, really great story. And we were really, really like all of us, uh, both yes. sides of the event team um, and Leah and, and her team, we were really, really happy to be part of that and to see it kind of come full circle. Yeah, that's very impressive. I feel like also, um, at least when I was in high school, it was you're either you know going and working in sort of the auto shop and that was sort of your your touching on trades or you were going down university the university pathway, um, so I feel like in like conventional education there's sort of a, a gap between okay what do I do if I don't want to go to university but maybe I don't want to work as you know an auto mechanic um, right. so it seems like this is filling sort of that gap. Yeah, it's totally, it's absolutely helping with that. And I think that just in general, thankfully, there's been enough uh, changes in the last couple of years, um, you know, the the Ministry of Labor and Ministry of Education together supporting um, level ups across the province and, and getting more students exposed to what that pathway could look like and giving and, and making sure they know they have choices. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so looking ahead, what are the key goals and priorities of Support Ontario Youth in the next few years? And how do you envision the organization contributing to long-term sustainability of the construction workforce? So uh, for the next few years, for sure, we want to continue to expand the trades that we support. Um, so we're we're currently um we're currently given the permission by the ministry to be able to register apprentices in 12 different trades, again, across those three sectors. Um, and we plan to uh, continue adding to that at least another two or three more is on the on the horizon for now. Mm -hmm. um, we want to continue, obviously, to leverage our employer base in order to be able to provide context to applicants for what is expected or what is needed for a first-year apprentice to be considered as a top candidate. So kind of going back to that example I just gave you of that 
that success story, we were able to provide that context. If you want to be number one on the list when your resume is on the pile, um, then you need to have that experience of potentially six to nine months of experience within, as potentially as a general labor within the construction sector in order to be considered a, a top candidate. So want to continue to, to leverage that. We find our employer base is so incredibly helpful, giving us that experience that we can then turn around and pass on to those that are looking for those opportunities and say, this is what the, the, the number one candidate looks like. How can we get you there? Um, we want to continue to provide meaningful feedback to the ministry and Skilled Trades Ontario as they continue to modernize the apprenticeship pathway. Um, that's one of the biggest ways um, that we are are supporting those changes. Um, and also it, within those uh, conversations that we have within the ministry and Skilled Trades Ontario, you know, we, we hope that we're helping them um, find solutions as that modernization is taking place to be able to make the trades more accessible to all um, and also to remove potentially some of those barriers that other people are seeing out there to them being able to either enter the trades or get through the entire pathway. Because we, we've noted over time with our experience that there are several barriers that are in place and we try our best to try to, to alleviate, minimize, or remove them at all if we can through our supports. Um, and then finally, to Leah's earlier point of, of all of the other partnerships that we have across the province, that is a big thing for us moving forward. We want to leverage those partnerships. This is a problem we did not, this skills gap is an issue or a problem that we did not come by in the last couple of years. It's been something that has been brewing for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be something that we can fix overnight. And it's also not something that we can fix on our own. Um, so we feel really passionate about the fact that we are experts in the apprenticeship pathway and we want to be able to continue to be that. And there are other experts in the ecosystem that we can come alongside and use their supports to really provide a holistic approach to how we mentor and guide apprentices and employers within the skilled trades pathway so that it is, again, something that people aspire to be part of, uh, that they feel good about uh, their job at the end of the day, that this is something they feel good about doing, um, and that we can really just focus on increasing the number of journey persons within the Ontario landscape in order to be able to feed the economy moving forward in the infrastructure that we know is coming. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like that collaboration uh, between all sorts of, all, all sides of this industry is really what's going to be the driving force into moving things forward. Um, Leah, is there anything you'd like to add to that? Oh, I think Melanie got all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful response. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You're right, Caitlin. The, the partnership's absolutely vital moving forward. Yes. And I firmly believe that. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for the insightful conversation today. Some great takeaways and resources. Um, where can people find you? We are on the World Wide Web at <laughs> supportontarioyouth.ca. Uh, we are also on Instagram and on Facebook and on TikTok, on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, thank you so much both for joining us again and have a great rest of your day. Thank, thank you so much. You too. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Hammer. 
You can find episodes online at CanadianContractor.com or subscribe on your favorite podcasting service. The Hammer is presented by Canadian Contractor Magazine.